everyone, what a week it's been. Great, we got the PowerPoint. I imagine most of you have been out and about um, seeing family and friends. I know I have. Um, what have I had? Yeah, we had on Boxing Day, I was seeing my dad's family. On uh, up till Friday, I was seeing my mum's family in Coventry. And then Saturday with friends. And then somehow here we are today. And, and for some reason, we're expected to be celebrating tonight as well. Something about New Year's, I don't know. But anyway, how do you celebrate or not celebrate New Year's? Maybe you go out to watch the fireworks, or maybe you're like us, as you go out and, or you watch it on the TV. Um, maybe you just relax in with friends or your family, or maybe you go out for a party. But thinking about it, is it really that important? I mean, is it not literally just the Gregorian calendar, the end of one year and the start of another year? It could have been any day, and I don't know, I don't know the science behind it, but it does seem like it's just another day, um, and not really much has changed apart from a number. I don't know. Either way, it seems like most of us still like to take the opportunity to um, have a fresh start, start again, or make New Year's resolutions. Oh no, I've said it, the R word. Don't worry, you won't be having to listen to me telling you to make New Year's resolutions, uh, this, this particular one. Although, we do always expect it that, that, that it's this kind of service that, that we will um, hear about New Year's resolutions, we're told to do that. I know a couple of years ago, uh, well, it was 2016, and I decided to set myself the resolution that I would run 2,016 kilometers over the year. Hence the picture, that's not me, obviously. But, um, and it was actually going really well. I thought, I thought it was achievable. Um, I remember at school setting myself SMART goals. I don't know all the different names for them, but it's, one of them has got to be that it's got to be achievable. And it was achievable. I was running about five or 10 kilometers most days anyway, so that was fine. But uh, I got to about October time, and it starts getting darker, and uni starts getting harder and everything, obviously. So um, I got about 1,500 kilometers in, and then I just gave up. Um, I know. I was impressed that I got that far, but um, yeah. You'll be glad to hear today that I'm not going to be talking to you about New Year's resolutions, so you can relax about that. But before I get on to talking about spoons, I will just share with you a few statistics that we always do every year about New Year's resolutions. So we're 21.4%. Uh, do you know, does anyone know what the most popular New Year's resolution was made last year? Wait, yeah. I mean, this was an American statistic, so I don't know. Uh, with 12.3%, it was uh, just general life self-improvements. Oh, yeah, do you want to go through it, actually? Yeah, sorry. I do actually have things. Um, 8.5% uh, was be making better financial decisions. 7.1% was to quit, quit smoking. And if I was to do a New Year's resolution, it would probably be this. 6.3% just said that they would do more exciting things. I think that's a great resolution that's not too specific that you think you might fail or might not. I don't know. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, what about the amount of time that it lasted then? Well, you'll be glad to know that 72% of people managed to last through the first week. That's actually quite concerning about all the people who didn't last that, that one week. Um, but yeah, when you get on to uh, six months, it goes down to 44.8%. And in fact, only 9.2% on this statistic said that they actually succeeded in their New Year's resolution, which I think is just absolutely shocking. Um, and yeah, some of the other statistics were even worse. But Barry, is it all right if we have the first video then?
Well, thanks for being here. That's the end, no. Um, as you might have guessed, uh, that was a Facebook video. It's a bit of an insight into my life. Um, but Facebook automatically creates this video for you at the end of the year um, to show you some of the highlights for the year um, about some of the good things that, that you did. As cheesy or as bad as it may be, I think it is a great reminder, to me at least, and to any, anyone who's seen their one, of just some of the things that we can be thankful about. I know I've had some incredible memories there, from sharing the gospel in Malta, uh, to just being able to walk alongside new and old friends on their, on their journeys, which has been amazing. It's been incredible to hear as well some of the testimonies that people were sharing this morning. And we mentioned that in a bit we're going to have a chance to share some of our own individually. But just the fact that God has been transforming and changing and renewing and healing us in so many different ways. There have been so many miracles that I've heard um, over this last year. Wouldn't it be great to look back on last year and remember all of the things that God has been doing in our lives? All of these incredible memories for how God has been by our side every step of the way. I think it's worth thanking God for that and everything is done and everything he is to us. I've got a helpful way of reminding me whenever I talk to God. Now, when I was a kid, my mom, well, both my parents, they brought me up to always come to God in any situation, whether it was a problem or whether it was really great news. And, well, uh, I think I, I, still, I still do that today. Um, he always wants to hear from us, and he always wants to speak to us as well. So if you're a fairly new Christian, or maybe you aren't used to chatting with God... Because what would we call chatting with God? We say it's praying, right? So actually, how, how, how do people find it easy to pray? Well, I was taught the teaspoon method. Some of you might have heard it before. I think uh, my mum has mentioned it a few times. But basically, sometimes it can be quite overwhelming to know what to say to this almighty creator of the universe. Um, but actually, remembering teaspoon can really help with that. Um, in co if, if any of you do cooking, or old cooking at least, you'll remember that the teaspoon is shortened to TSP, and it can give us some great pointers for how to shape our prayers. So firstly, T, I'm sure many of you have heard the acronym before, but T stands for thank you. So thank you to God for all that he has done for us this last year. Thank you to God when we trust him, that he will guide us and help us on our journeys. Thank you to God that he sent Jesus to die on the cross for us, to take away that punishment for the sin and wrongdoings that we, we've done, so that we could choose to have this relationship with him. Most of the Psalms, these songs and poems that David wrote, they're in the Bible, are praises of, to God and thanks to him. And recently someone gave me uh, Psalm 40, verse 5, uh, the other day which is another one of these, uh, well, it's just a part of a psalm, where David is just in awe and in gratefulness of God when he says, many, Lord my God, are the wonders, wow, it's quite small in there, are the wonders you have done, the things you planned for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. The kids have got some paper at the back there, and uh, you can encourage them, if, if you want, uh, that they can be coloring in. It's got the acronym on there. Or they could be writing down something that they're thankful, uh, thankful for as well. But the rest of you, under your chairs, it may be two, one between two, but there should be some post-it notes with a sticker. Hopefully you haven't written them already, 
but if you can, if you have, that's fine. Um, if you, yeah, if you need some more, then Ruth's going to be going around. Um, they can, the kids can be coloring them in, and you can be looking at poster notes. And what I need you to do is we need to get out the yellow notes, and that's going to be our thank you poster note. Jared and some of the other colorblind people might need some help with this as well. But yeah, get out the yellow, the yellow post-it note, and I want you to write on it. Spend a minute now thinking about something you want to thank God for. So anything over this last year, it could be really small, it could be really big. I'm sure you can find something uh, personal, but if you can't, then maybe something as a church or as a family that you'd really like to thank God for uh, this, for, for this past year. And then later on, we're going to stick it up so that we can all be um, happy and see, see of all the things that we're thankful for. It's great that I can see people writing. That means that they, are, they have found something that they can be thankful for, which is encouraging. So I've written mine, but if you still haven't thought of something, then feel free for the rest of the talk to, to think of something and write it down. And then we're going to come back to that in a bit. So we've done thank you, but what's next in our teaspoon? TSP. Sorry, yeah, I heard it already. I think the Brit as British, we're so great at saying the word sorry. I mean, I know, I know a guy, yeah, every single word he would say, or every other word would be sorry. So, At New Year's, as well as a, a celebration, it can be also be a time where we remember the times that we have done something wrong. We all make mistakes and fall down. None of us are perfect. And Romans 3 Verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I love, it. I love that verse, and I use it all the time. But the, the great thing is the next verse. So, um, yeah. All are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. None of us live up to what is expected of us. But when others say we're a failure, when we look to Jesus and say sorry, he says, you may have failed, but you are my child and I forgive you. As Christians, we're reminded that even though we sinned and turned away from God, in Romans 5.8, um, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. Whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Because of what Jesus did on dying for the cross, on the cross for us, we can now forget the bad stuff that we've done and know that we can be forgiven for it. On the screen there, there's a picture of something that looks quite old and quite dirty. But actually, um, it's a picture of a mikveh. And basically, what this is, and Ralph can probably uh, do a better job of explaining it than I can, but it's basically a Jewish ritual bath where... Worshippers would use it to cleanse themselves before going into the temple. It was a form of ceremonial uh, cleansing. Just as ancient worshippers, though, entered this, this bath, this, this mikvah, they, they came in unclean, but actually they came out clean. So too, to those who are forgiven by Jesus, they are cleansed to be without blemish, and we get a new life with him. Isn't that incredible? No matter what bad things we have done in our past, we can come to Jesus because of what he did on the cross and get new life in him. This concept of new life has been talked about and foreseen throughout the whole Bible, and I absolutely love it. Um, um, one of my favorite passages about it 
is Romans chapter 6, verse 11 to 14, which says, In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive in Christ, in God, to God in Christ. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourselves as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as though who have been brought, um, who have been brought from dead, death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin can no longer be your master because you are under the law, but under grace. Isn't that incredible? When we become Christians and accept Jesus into our lives, an amazing transformation happens. Our old sinful bodies are literally considered to die. And now we are not under the power of a sin, but of Jesus. And because of God's grace, we can know true freedom and true forgiveness for the wrong things we've done. In response now, we can say sorry to God for the times this year that we have fallen short of his plan for our lives or the times that we've turned away from him. Sorry to God that even though he is best and he knows best, that we've put other things in front of him as more important than him or that we've chosen our own decisions as opposed to his decisions for our lives. Sorry to God for the wrong things that we've done but then actually that he would forgive us because he loves us and wants a relationship with us. And he would f- help us to forgive others as well. So with our second piece of post notes, the pink one, why not take another minute now to write on something that we are sorry to God about over this last year or something that we want to give up to him. And then at the end, we're going to get rid of them. Just like when Jesus died for our sins, they are completely forgiven and forgotten about. So once you've done that, you can scrunch up if you want or just hold on to it and then we're going to come back to that in a bit. So I'll give you just give a minute to think about that now. Finally, on our teaspoon trilogy, we have P. Thank you, sorry, please. These are all the, the magic words that I remember as a kid. Next year, there's a chance for us to give up our lives to God and say, God, do what you will with my life and use it how you want. Instead, we are to, just like we read in Romans chapter 6, verses 11 to 14 a minute ago, instead, we are to count ourselves as alive to God in Christ. And therefore, from now on, we should offer ourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of ourselves to him as an instrument of righteousness. What does it mean to offer every part of ourselves to him as an instrument of righteousness? I don't think it means to become a, become a guitar or a keyboard. Sorry, Phil and the band. We don't have a band this time, actually, so that's great. But yeah, I don't think it means literally becoming an instrument. I think, actually, it's referring here to... Um, it's referring here to being literally... Literally, it means as opposed to wearing weapons of sin and wickedness, like in Romans 6.23 and mentioned in the start of this passage. Actually, we are to wear weapons of righteousness. In every part of our lives, we should be looking to obey God and his decisions and to do his good works. But how do we know what God wants us to do, right? I spent years asking God what he wanted me to do and where he wanted me to go. And now I know that at this time, or at least in five days' time, he wants me to go to Los Angeles, and I'm going to be working. Uh, yeah, I know it's, it's a hard place to go, I think. It's tough. But um, 
Yeah, so I'm going there. I'm sure many of you heard about it. I'm going to Los Angeles. I'm going to be working with Youth with a Mission there um, and in other countries as well for six months. Where I'm going to be going after that, who knows? But actually, what I did learn when I was seeking God's guidance in my life was that actually it's not always the big things that um, we, 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 we have to ask God about, but actually it should be the small things as well, the everyday things in our lives um, that should be uh, helping us and guiding us throughout the day-to-day, not just the big things. And I think when we do really look to God in guidance in the day-to-day, we really become in tune with what he wants us to do throughout. So why don't we let God use us for his kingdom this next year? The fact that God gives eternal life to each of us just shows us how much he loves us and wants to give us good gifts. So why don't we be bold in our prayers and request before him this year? I love um, the, the story of Joshua, Joshua um, uh, well, the story in Joshua, where, where he makes this prayer about the, the sun standing still. Um, and it's, just making all, it's all about making bold requests and bold prayers before God. And actually, that, that really challenged me. And following that, I've got so many stories about how actually when we make bold prayers, actually God does answer, and it surprises us even more. What would you like to be thanking God for this time next year? In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 to 21, Paul's prayer for the Ephesians ends with this. Now to him who is able to do all immeasurably more than we can all ask or imagine... According to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I love it. God is able to do more than we can ever ask or imagine. So why don't we spend one last minute with our last pieces of paper, his last post notes, the green ones, hopefully they're green, writing on there something that we would like to see God do in this next year. Maybe in us, maybe for the church. Maybe you've had a vision or a dream about what God is telling you about the future. That might be the Holy Spirit. And he might be wanting to say something to you or to someone else. But why don't you spend a minute now to write some vision that you have for the future or something that you want to see God do in you or in the church or in your family over the next year. So as we go into a time of response now, with the first post-it note, the yellow one, with our thanks to God, I want you to come, it, come up and have a go at trying to stick it on the cross. If it doesn't stick, then that's fine. It can go on the ground, on the, on the, on the wall, provided that Sarah or some of the, any of the staff team don't, don't see. And yeah, so that can go on the cross up there. This is our thanks, the yellow one. And then whilst you're up there as well, your pink one with something that you want to give up to God, I want you to scrunch it up and... There's going to be a bin here at the front. It can be recycled, I guess. And I want you to scrunch up the thing that you want to give, a, give to God and throw it into the, into the, the bin. We'll do, we'll do this in a minute when, this, when the song is up, so don't, don't worry about coming up just yet. Um, I know you're all so keen. Um, but yeah, just give it a minute. So um, you can scrunch up your, your pink one and put it in there. And then with your green one, what you want to see God do in this next year you can hold on to that. Attempt to hold it for next year, but I don't think you're going to be able to. Maybe put it on your notice board or your fridge at home. And, um, and basically, 
every time you see it, I want you to be reminded um, that actually we need to be giving up our lives fully to God this next year and be expectant to what he can do. Just with that in mind, why don't we, we pray together?